Hello and welcome to the Helios blog. Whether you're chilling on your couch or in your coffin, stay tuned with us to keep you entertained. Today, Sneeko annihilates Andrew Tate and talks about Neon's fake girlfriend. The reason she's alone is because she's difficult. Women are not accepting the bare minimum. Women fuck men they respect. All the women who say things like, I'm strong, independent, I don't need no man, like, y'all impress me. Women just gaslight each other and say what they want to hear. Until you get out, but, you know, you, you can do, you can only do as best as you could possibly do. How has your relationship with Tate changed since the last time we were talking together um, in Las Vegas? Because obviously he's had a go at you for this whole OnlyFans promotion side of things. We don't speak um, as much anymore. Obviously, I think that they should be free. I think they're innocent. And I have uh, a lot of respect for, the, for both those guys. Um, Tristan says positive things. He says he sees me as a, as a younger brother and he wants to, to lead me in uh, the right direction. Um, obviously, I still want that party. You know, I, was just, yeah, I'm joking, I'm I remember joking. that from last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay. They're, they're facing um, problems that are much One bigger. day. One, <laughs> They've been busy, haven't they? Yeah, much bigger than a party. I, 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 but <laughs> the point is... Um, they're, they're, they're in a whole different position because, you know, when we, we first heard about them, they were kind of in the same sphere as us, mm. but they've kind of, they've graduated, haven't they? They are now on a, almost a political pundit level and they don't really. Right. They're on like a global political attack scale. They need to be streaming consistently. They don't need to be in the, the social media circle anymore. They've kind of um, left their impact on the, on the world. People know exactly who they are, what they stand for, what they're about, what they believe in. And they don't need to, to be constantly consecrating like that. They're, they're just in a, in a different spot right now. Um, he, uh, Andrew said that he, he wasn't speaking about me specifically. Um, so, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have, there's, there's no beef whatsoever. So why did you decide to clap back when you heard him say what he said? Because I, I think it, was, it wasn't specifically yeah, uh, about you, was it? It was just maybe... You've- because Sneaker's a narcissist, but more importantly, he makes money off the views that he generates. So he knew that it would get views, so he did it. Felt like it was directed at you. It seemed to me like you put your foot in it a little bit because anyone could have clapped back. You know, it could have been Aiden that clapped back. It could have been HS that clapped back, but you were the one that did it. Maybe other people did and I just don't know. But it just seems like maybe you put your foot in it a little bit. I think, I think the word clap back is a little bit of an exaggeration. Yeah. Listen uh, to what I said. No, I just kind of addressed it. Yeah. And... um if I'm going to be honest, I'll, I'll say this on this podcast. I talked to, um, it's fine. Time is fast. I talked to Angie right before that. And he's like, oh, it's fine, G. Like, I wasn't talking about you. It's just like, oh, you know, talk about it. You'll get views. Clicks are good. Clicks make you money. Talk about it. You know, you could even, he's like, you could even like yell at me, attack me. It's good. It's good clicks. I was like, yeah, you know, it is. <laughs> like, you see, you see what I said? It's a good clickbait. And so I kind of played into that, um, but I didn't really say anything. Like all I said was, you know, blah, 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 blah. I just yapped. And then, you know, but that's the game. That's the game. You know, people using each other's um, names for money, but um, he gets it. And there, there's certain, some people that, that uh, get completely involved in it. And some people that you got to understand it. There's a healthy, a healthy level of, of fake drama and fake beef that can benefit. Exactly. I, I had a feeling that, that they were doing it. Um, like even Sneeko and Neon, Sneeko and whatever, like they're just doing it for clicks and views. Like they're generating fake drama because it makes them money. They don't actually dislike each other. In fact, they probably pre-planned it. Benefit everybody. 
But that's why Psycho we, TV show. We called it Clap Back. We're trying to get them TikTok views, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Clap We're Back is like a, that's like a shade room type uh, word. But yeah, I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> What's going on in the, the streamer world right now? Because speaking of drama and, and all this type of thing, I feel like it's an absolute mess. Yeah. What's happening? What's your opinion on that IRL kind of life? I think it's already fizzling out. Uh, it, it started off authentic and then like anything anything that starts off good it becomes oversaturated and lame and corny it, it kind of reminds me of like the 2012 youtube days when jake paul and logan paul were coming up and they had the, all the houses and team 10 it's it was kind of like the today's version of that madness right. except it's happening even faster now that yeah. lasts like maybe a year or two this is like two months and it's already yeah and then it always like you know Logan Paul, I don't mean to bring this up all the time, but it always ends in something like a suicide force. Like when you when you get that bubble, this all this insane, one it up every single day, it always has to be something that like completely destroys it and then people move on. And we're starting to see that with IRL and I, I promise you it's going to be something kind of like that too. Well, I mean, look at Zerka, right? He got into a fight IRL and then got deported. <laughs> Who do you worry about most in that space? <sighs> I think you know my answer. Um, I, I, I wish the I wish the best for Neon, man. I I, I saw his I saw him get I, I'll say the I, I saw him Neon get corrupted really quickly, and yeah, big surprise. I, I just hope that he he comes back to. So, and I yeah, we've talked about it so much. I already talked about how uh, I thought Neon was on the baking soda, and guys, if you're wondering what baking soda is, look up the song Coco. Okay, I don't want to uh, by Ot Genasi. You know, but. I uh, wish the best for him. I don't want to sound ignorant, but where did that neon guy come from? Because I know he's absolutely popping now, but for me and, and my TikTok feed, it was just like, he doesn't exist. And then just all of a sudden this guy's popping. Like, where did he even come from? What What is the story? Because I'm genuinely interested. Yeah, you just saw him pop up out of nowhere. Yeah, literally just um, out of nowhere. Because I guess we don't, like, I don't know about you guys. I've never watched no, an, a, a stream. We just watch clips But we TikTok. just see the clips. So we kind of get the aftermath of what's going on. Yeah, the, the live viewers don't really matter. It's all about clips. So he um, came from gaming world like we all did. I came from gaming as well. And then just picked up more traction. Um, started streaming with uh, really, Aiden really took up. I would say Aiden like blew him up. Mm. And then he, he ran with it. But I just, you know, this happens. It's not just Neon. It's, it's like it's everybody that gets sucked into that world. If you let fame and views dictate what you're going to do, it's, all, it's always going to be negative. Oh, the irony. Because Sneaker does that crap too. But it's not wrong. Like, what he's saying is correct. He's just a hypocrite. And Forgive the ignorance, because again, I'm just genuinely intrigued. What is he doing that worries yourself and the, you know, others that care about him around him? When I talk about this, see what happens is like his fans, his community say that you're, oh, you can't keep your, his name out of your mouth, his name out of your mouth. So I don't want to come off like I'm like um, cloud chasing using it. But you're asking, I mean, I think it's one giant OnlyFans funnel. I think right. it, like his entire stream is just sent, like his actual fans... Like his core, they just end up subscribing to his his, his fake girlfriend's OnlyFans. So I, does he I have, have a, a disaster? A, like a stake in their OnlyFans accounts and he gets paid a certain amount of money when they- subscribe. That would be sick. Subscribe. Um, Is that the whole mass, <laughs> the massive funnel? He's got all these girls, like an OnlyFans management agency or something. No, he doesn't. So, um, Bro, I think one of his, I think his girl is um, one of Jack Doherty's girls, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, Lordy. Think of Jack. I, w I was there when they, um, when he first started that relationship. Uh, we went to that house. I didn't really. Uh, I see. So he's just a useful idiot. 
for Jack Doherty. That's what Sneeko is implying here. Know too much about it. I showed up and he had like a, an OnlyFans poster in his room. I was like, okay, I get it. And then there was this party and it was all fake and like everybody there was just trying to clout chase and like get a clip. And I'm like, I, I left. Um, and then I left and then he started that relationship. Like I, li- I left the party right away. I saw what it was. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it, guy works hard, but it's, um, it's just, there's nothing positive. Yeah, well, for the record, he's not clout chasing. We're from the UK. We don't use TikTok every day. We are genuinely interested. Yeah, I, I could talk to you about it more, but I just, like, I, when, see, I, I'm in this world where if you talk, oh, look at you using your name for clips, Completely like, agree. you know, it, it's, 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 it's a whole corny world. Like, this, this whole bubble is, is just, but it's going to burst soon. Like, I, I give it maybe two, three months, and then these people, like, you're not really going to, they're going to have to shift directions. Why do you think um, streaming has become so popular? Because personally, I just watch YouTube videos, and I, I don't bother watching these live streams, or really, I don't watch TikTok much at all. Mm-hmm. But why, why has it become such a thing? Because it's real, because it's now, because it's faster. You talk about the, the clout era in 2012, 2013. This is just the, the most instant the internet has ever been. The YouTube mm-hmm. videos, you have to edit it. You know, this is the most real. It, it's, it's like being on a FaceTime with somebody. You could interact with them now. You could send a chat and they read it in real time. You could communicate with these people. Uh, you can literally have an impact on their lives. You can influence them. So it's the most real thing. And everything always has, to, it always becomes faster. First it was movies, and then it was TV shows, then it was YouTube videos, now it's streaming. And the streaming is the most instantaneous um, piece of content ever. For example, when you say I clap back or whatever, I'm on a live stream, someone clips it up, it's posted, done. You know, I don't have to go through all this meticulous thing. You, you can put out more content than ever before uh, if you know how to do it properly. So it's, it's, it's just the best way to... Um, it's the best way to, I think it's the best way to do content nowadays. So as a podcaster, we sleeping on it. Yeah, for sure. I think this should be live stream right now. Really? I agree. Yeah. And I think it comes back to what we've spoken a lot about recently, because we manage YouTube channels behind the scenes. And maybe two or three years ago, the big thing was, how can we up the production so much and make this like a movie? And now we've had so many discussions, haven't we, about with the channels we work with, how can we make them more raw raw and simple and almost like it's very stupid like it's just a cycle like it's it's really funny uh because sneaker's saying like you should do it live and and then in two months it's going to be some other thing so what you have to every two months like change it up totally because the audience wants some different crap again it seems to me that you just post continuously and the wave you know the the waves in the ocean they go up and down but your thing is a constant it's an island i don't know that's my that's my opinion anyway it hasn't been professionally edited and i guess that's an extreme version the live stuff of that kind of realness that shift that we're seeing in content overall yeah it's like the beastification of youtube I don't know what, what do you think of Mr. Beast content and people that are trying to do all of these watch time strategies? Because they used to be so big back in the day, but now I look at them and I think it's just so corny. I don't want to watch because you're clearly trying to make me watch the whole video. Right, right. People are aware of the trick. Uh, once people become aware, the, the magic goes away. So something, people always want something that's genuine. I guess even the streaming things, yes, it's real because of how raw it is. But it's still all fake. And presumably, eventually, people are going to kind of wake up to that as well and go, well, they're not actually together. That friendship's not real. That fight's not real. Exactly. I've, yeah. And this is why, again, like my content, for example, I I mean, to some extent, I am just saying what I think the audience wants to hear. But this is like, it's more genuine than that, you know? So, 
I don't know. You're you're gonna get like my actual, real, genuine reaction because I literally don't have time to pre-watch all the videos that I'm doing ahead of time and then do the commentary. So there you go. If you're looking for that, you can get it here. Same thing, right? But that's the thing with live streaming is that it's equally real and equally fake. Because at the same time, like even though you could have somebody that you have all this drama and beef with and that you don't like, both of you are still benefiting off of it, which is why it's really unnatural. Because uh, in Mark's age, when you have beef with somebody, both of you, like you, it's a net loss for both people. It's a mental drain. It's all this. But being stressed out, being angry, all these things, you can now profit off of negative emotions. It's, it's really kind of twisted. If you think about it, like it's almost you're, you're rewarded uh, for being a bad person because people want to see what's going on. It's more engaging. Yep, that's right. Aging. When there's drama during the stream, when people are yelling at each other and, and hurting themselves, you, you, the, entertain, the, the viewer is more glued to the screen. Do you think it's possible to grow and build a brand in that, um, I guess, lifestyle influencer space by a, without getting involved in all that crap? Probably yes, but you would you would have to host the show, right? Like that's how how they do it on whatever podcast, right? So the, the people they invite will have a beef, but the the owner of the thing, the the facilitator, isn't really involved. You could kind of, um, I think I did. I think I kind of uh, floated on the outskirts. I I, th- I think I've done a, a very good job of staying authentic and genuine, saying myself, and that's how. Uh-huh. I- I've stayed in this game for so long. I've been doing it for 11 years. And I'm the only YouTuber, the only one who got banned over a year ago and became more influential and became richer. And the only Tate. person that can really, that lost everything and like, I'm still, I'm still here. Uh, and it's, it's by staying, by remaining yourself and not trying to, to switch up for trends. Like obviously like right now- the- You see what I said? So- Staying yourself and not switching it up for trends. But I mean, ultimately, what has this channel become? It's like a news, right? We just, we cover the same people over and over, but what's going on with them now? And then with, hopefully, I I hope you guys see the idea. The underlying theme is we're trying to learn something uh, or we're trying to critique the, the bad stuff about what they're saying so we can avoid getting manipulated, like I, ho- I hope you you see that, but th- that's that's the that's the point, really. The, a lot of people want to see more drama. You know, I, I read the my Twitter community, the love speech community, and they want me really badly. Oh, go yell at him. Go press this person. Go do that. But I don't listen to that because it's not me. Uh, so I've done a good job of like kind of. And some people will say I'm a. They'll say the word grifter because I'm like floating it out. But I just think it's you know going. He's doing what it takes to get the money. So it is a grift. With the trends while also staying yourself and re- remaining genuine and, and getting involved, but not, not to the extent where it completely consumes you. Yep, yep. See that. When you got banned from YouTube, what tactics did you put into place to make sure that you didn't just die off and that you did stay relevant? I didn't have much of a plan. If I'm going to be honest, like I didn't do enough preparation beforehand, even though I saw the signs coming. I just trusted. I always trusted that because I'm me, because I'm real and authentic, the audience is always going to be there. I'm not worried. I don't need a specific website because I've been being myself for so long. They're going to find me. I I never had that fear because I didn't have to do any. When, When you're big enough, you don't really have to worry about this. They'll find you. It's true. Gimmicks. 
I didn't have to promote anything negative. I was just always just speaking my mind as, as, as authentically as I possibly could. And I, I, I actually do take a lot of pride in that. Like the other day, like after I, I got that investment property, I was really thinking about it. Like I'm banned and I did this. I'm not, you're not supposed to do that. I saw these plaques on the wall. I was thinking about taking them off because this platform, people call me a YouTuber, like, especially when you're saying, uh, people criticize you for reverting to Islam for clout. The Islamic pages be like, YouTuber, Sneeko. I'm not a YouTuber. You know, people will use that title like, oh, aren't you that YouTuber? Like, I'm the I can't only- even upload. Yeah. I can't even, I, I, even now I try to like go and watch a video. I can't see the comment section because my, my account is all messed up. When I want to watch a movie, I need to sign into my friend's account to go and, and rent the thing. But I'm the only one who really was able to, to not only maintain relevancy, but transcend it uh, and become bigger. And I think that's a testament to how important it is to, to remain authentic and genuine and, and not really be afraid too much about, uh, about your image. Uh, if you read the 48 Laws of Power, everything that I've done kind of goes against that. Because the 48 Laws of Power is, is trying to play chess in a certain way with people's minds and put yourself up as a, as a specific guru in this figure where you don't show your influences, you don't show weakness, you don't show moments that are... Uh, at your low point, you don't ever change your mind. You come off as the person that knows everything and understands it. That's how you become a cult leader. You have to become charismatic and you have to have specific principles that people can follow. You have to have a motivation. And I've changed. You know, I, I've grown in real time. Everything that I've done goes against the principles of the 40 laws of power. Um, it's, they say don't outshine the mass. Like I, I've met all my idols. I've met all my, my major influences, changed my minds on things. I've shown weaknesses, showed low points, showed high points. I've just been myself without trying to, to hit any certain demographic. And you can see that that's what has made me uh, capable of, of being successful. And I, I, I actually, I know pride's a sin, but. That's just having frame, right? It's like, okay, they say that I should do this, but I'm, I'm going to do my own thing and come what may, right? I, I am proud. I, I'm proud that I was able to do that because when you get banned and you lose everything, I put 10 years like a decade of, of like blood, sweat and tears into that website. I remember talking to you about that last time, blood, sweat and tears into this. And they took, they wiped everything. Like to this day, I was trying to um, show somebody last night a short film I made. And I, I, you know, I have to go to like weird, like I have to find it like on an alternative channel, like somebody who stole the video. I need to show my own work stolen because they, they, they took it away. Um, so if anyone watching, I, I think it's extremely important to maybe don't try to, be a, what, what do you call it? Um, not Machiavellian, um, dark triad. Don't try any of these techniques to that extent. Uh, there, there is, you can be really successful by remaining true to yourself. And I mean, you don't have to change yourself. If you're a dark triad, you stay dark triad. If you're not a dark triad, you don't go dark triad. Like that's. I don't think people um, give credit enough for that because it's easy to fold. Because you, when you get that criticism, when people will first leave that negative comment, you're like, oh no, and you start to build up a wall. Uh, but I've always been receptive of that. I've always like like having that um, relationship with the audience. Speaking of authenticity, we spoke, well, you spoke uh, last time you were on the podcast, because you're a friend of the show now, about one of your passions, which is filmmaking. And you're obviously very talented and creative. And you were saying that there was maybe a part of that that you did miss. How do you feel about that now? Is that something that you're kind of dipping your toe into a little bit again? Yeah, I, I recorded this. I can't wait. I need to, my team keeps making fun of me. I need to finish the video that I made in Mecca because it's, it's one of my best in a long time. Uh, I recommend you guys watch it when it comes out. I think you'll like it. Um, but I, I never saw streaming as something that I was really that, like it's fun. I love the community. That's the best part of it that I have, like the, the love speech community. 
and the, the regular viewers are recognized, the chatters. I love that aspect. But streaming, I don't ever think of myself as a streamer. And I kind of see it as a job. You know, you, I clock in my hours, yep. get paid, but I'm not going to do this forever. Uh, I, I don't ever see myself doing it forever. And I was probably like two, three years tops. And then the goal has always been when I'm 35, get into making my own production company. You know, first I have to make enough money to, to do it because I think I've burned a lot of bridges and said a lot of things where I can't work in Hollywood. So I have to do it myself. And so I want to have enough money, make my own production company, make my own movies. And how, then, how have you burnt those bridges though? I think uh, the, you know, talking about the powers that be, that will, that will prevent you from working. All the uh, devil worshippers. <laughs> the de- yeah, the, the satanic worshippers and, you know, saying things like free Palestine, things like that. That will, mm-hmm. you, you will burn a lot of bridges. And I, I hear it every single day. Like even when I collaborate with somebody that's big in the LA space, they'll get articles written about them from a place like Media Matters immediately trying to like put a, a divider between me and them and say, nope, this guy's bad. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I want to, I, I want to, but... My manager said this about you. And so I, th- I think it's just some people say that's boxing myself in. I think I'm being realistic. It's not going to it's not going to work like working for Warner Brothers or so I'm going to I, I want to do it myself. And I, I want to do it myself anyway. I think what, the great thing about YouTube before they banned me is that you do it yourself. You cut out the middleman. It's not you don't need to go to a production company, a scriptwriter, a director. It's you, the camera, and you make the product and you put it out there in the world. And I wanted to bring that same aspect to film. Well, Hollywood's in fucking shambles anyway at this point. Yeah, it's not really, um, what's it called? Like, I think it's going to be replaced by um, grassroots movie making because it's lost its soul. This The very thing that made it what it is is now gone and it's a shell of its former self. That's That's my impression anyway. I'm sure some people agree with me, but... So Let me know. Yeah, about sucks. the right time for you to jump in it. It sucks. Yeah, I, can... I know. I know. My dad was a massive fan of your videos back in the day, so I think it might be time yeah, to let's do it. to switch out. <sighs> you can um, give Nico some compliments. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mark Tilbury is in the Whoa. house. <laughs> so, Dad. What did you think of Sneeko's videos back in the day? How you doing, Mark? Why did you like them so much? Very good, Sneeko. It's good to see you again. Uh, full holiday mode, as you can see at the moment. I wasn't meant to be coming on. Um, what did I like about them? Um, I think the, the best way to describe them is they were probably some of the only videos on YouTube at the time that were fully cinematic. You know, you captured the essence of what you wanted to show. And I didn't want to watch it once, twice, maybe three times, maybe four. You just wanted to see it again. I, I, for me, that was great. And that's the talent you've got. And you don't lose talent. I've said that to you before, haven't I? It becomes rusty. Just rusty. Yeah. You can polish rust. Yeah. And then you're okay again. Yeah. I think that there's, there's more fear doing that now um, than before. But yeah, that we need to, this is the year I'm going to get back, um, get back into it. What's scary about it? That, it, that was the best work I did. It, I think like all those videos that he's talking about, like it just, uh, it shits on all the, the streams. The, the streams are fun. Like it, it's very now, but they're not, they don't last forever. You know, it's, it's an, it's, I think a lot of the videos that I made are timeless. Uh, I, I could think back to a lot of them, like fake it till you make it 20 years old. These videos I, I think will, will last forever. And even though um, they're banned on. Yeah, the, the principle is, and I believe that about this channel as well is uh, it, it lasts as a body of work, right? You can, you can watch it again and again, and uh, you can see the commentary, right? That's the whole point. And then you can, you can watch for the themes that repeat, right? Because it's kind of what I'm going for. I'm, I'm kind of repeating themes 
or whatever. Like, let's say you want to learn about sneaker. You can watch my, like, my playlist of all the sneaker videos I've done, which is, like, 50, or I don't even know how many. And in each of them, I'm commenting about something, right? You're going to learn something, right? And whether you agree with me or disagree, it's curated content, right? So... It's almost like the medium is the message. It isn't really about any individual video. It's more like the pattern of the commentary in the videos. It's it's an interesting thing to think about. On YouTube, th- those are, are something that that I want to... Like, it, if I had a funeral thing, I, I would play them on the screen, you know? Yeah, because you don't get that anywhere else. There's no other creator. You could see your old videos and know that you produced it, even if your face isn't necessarily on screen just from the style yeah and, and you're not going to lose that style either you know you that can only get better you might procrastinate about it which i think you might struggle with for a little while but once you put your next video out there uh, take the mecca one for example i think you'll find your 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 place again i've been back in uh, from mecca for like a week or two and i've just been i'm so nervous to do it because it's like that's what i'm actually like passionate and good about um put my some of those videos i genuinely like put my like my heart and soul into so yeah i like speaking to you guys because like you really want to make me want to 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 get back into that but yeah most people don't even uh, really know about those videos do you fear that your current audience that you've built up through this other side of content won't necessarily resonate with that type of thing if you start putting it out i don't really care like if it's good then that's all that matters i don't care how many views it gets like if it's something that really means something to me. I think eventually, like some of the best like Martin Scorsese movies were negatively reviewed by critics when they were first put out. And then afterwards, people uh, start to, to, to understand them. I think the best works, the best pieces of art, people don't understand it immediately. They get it later on because it's something that, that doesn't really fit with the narrative now. And it's not as instantaneous as all the other garbage that's, uh, that's being put out. And they also find a new audience for you as well. Right. Because there's a whole audience out there that hasn't seen what you can create. Exactly. It, it doesn't matter. I think it's almost like a different demographic. Like you obviously don't watch my streams, but you watch those videos. So mm. it, it's, it's for, it's for. Yep. Smart. Actually, that, that brings, um, the idea that you as a person can be in multiple different directions. You know, if you've heard of the story of the man of many hats, right? Like one channel can be for this, one channel can be for that. Like, you know. Okay, anyway, let's end the video there. Hit the like, hit the sub, hit all for notifications, drop me a donation like Hunter M, Adrian Altom and Bobby Dylan, Renaissance Press, and Brian, shout out to you, most recent Patreon subscriber. Thank you. For more coaching, message me at theheliosblog at gmail.com. My books can be found at bit.ly slash heliosbooks. And my Patreon is patreon.com slash theheliosblog. Thank you so much for listening, guys, especially if you listen to the end. I really do appreciate it. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you next time.